Now, this is Thanksgiving week, and are you guys ready for Thanksgiving? Yeah? Great. I, I'm getting ready, and, uh, and I'm excited for the time that I'll get to spend with my family. You know, Thanksgiving is associated with all kinds of wonderful traditions. In my own home, we have our unique quirky traditions that, that we have. One of the funny things about my home is that uh, we eat crab for Thanksgiving. I know you guys now all, you guys want to come to my home, right? <laughs> we have turkey and all that too, but that's a, a fun tradition. We always have a little bit of crab. And, and there's a great story that goes with that. I'm not going to tell you it now, but if you want to know, I'll be happy to tell you. Uh, um, other people, you guys all have your own Thanksgiving traditions. One of the traditions that many people um, share at Thanksgiving is that they go around the table and we express something you're thankful for. Some, some families do that, I know. We do that at our home. But the thing that I feel is that it's kind of sad that we only dedicate one day out of the year to express that kind of thanksgiving, right? Um, and it should be something that is expressed all the time. Can I get an amen with that? Amen, yeah. You know why? Because there is so much, really, to be thankful for. And I hope that that's where your heart is, a heart brimming and full of thanks to God because... God truly has been so, so good to us. Now, I'm going to conclude my sermon series that I've been going through called Growing. And, uh, and then we're going to move into Advent beginning next Sunday. So, being that this is Thanksgiving week, my sermon is called Growing in Gratitude. And that's what I really want to talk to you today. So to practice my growing gratitude, I want to begin my sermon today with, um, with sharing some thanks. Um, if you were a part of our church, you knew that I was gone last Sunday. Um, and I, I, I'm going to talk about that thanks for just a moment. But I want to say thank you to Hadley. Hadley, thank you for bringing the message to us last Sunday. Your... Uh, your picture of you with the boxing gloves and your story of Lily was so cute and adorable. But your message was powerful and it spoke to me and I'm so grateful for that. So thank you so much. And the reason why I was gone last Sunday is because uh, Joe Lalazern, Joe, thank you, brother. Joe um, said to me earlier in the year, uh, he said, Pastor Gordon, um, I'm originally from uh, Wisconsin and my family has uh, season tickets to Packers game. So if you ever want to go see a Packers game, you know, I'd love to take you. And so I looked at my calendar. I said, Joe, this is the only time I'm available to go with you. And so he goes, we'll work it out. And Joe so graciously took me to see the Green Bay Packers play last Sunday. And um, I just want you there. That's us right there at uh, Lambeau Field. Um, Joe, it was a, an amazing experience for me. You know, growing up in Hawaii, we, th there's, there's no realization that I could ever have gone to be a part of something like that. And, um, and so I thank you for that. Can you put that picture back up, please? The other thing I was thankful for is that right about kickoff, right about that time, it was 33 degrees in, uh, in, in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And, and the temperatures kept falling and falling and falling. So I'm also thankful for the six layers I had on. Uh, you, can, you can see that jacket was just full. And boy, it was cold, but, but I was comfortable. And uh, again, 
Joe, thank you so much for graciously sharing uh, that ticket with me. Um, it was wonderful. So I want to share with you today's verse as we talk about growing in gratitude. Today's verse comes from Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. I'd love for you to read this verse with me. In fact, one thing I'd love for you to do is for you to memorize this passage of Scripture. This is not just a verse that I think we ought to just reference, but it's a verse we ought to live. So, on the count of three, would you read this with me? And then, as you read it, commit to, to keep this word in your heart um, throughout, not just today, but maybe for the rest of your lives. So, let's read together. One, two, three. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Amen. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful for this verse. Um, one of the ways that I believe we grow in our gratitude is by what this passage of Scripture calls us to do, to devote ourselves to prayer. And the reason why I believe that devoting yourselves to prayer uh, leads us to gratitude is Primarily because when we are devoted to prayer, we cultivate a relationship with God that draws us closer to Him. And when we get closer to God, there's a couple things that happen. And, and, and if you have been in those places where there's been times in your lives where you've just devoted yourself to seeking that relationship with God, the relationship with God is a relationship like you have with just about anybody else. The more time you spend with someone, the, the more you get to know a person, the deeper the relationship grows, you, you see the person differently. You hear the person more. And that relationship that you have gets deeper. And, 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 and the people that we spend lots of time with, the love of that relationship develops and grows. And so, growing in gratitude begins to me with a deep devotion to prayer that our relationship with God will be crystal clear and that we can see God better. And we hear God more. And in doing so, we become watchful. And when we see God move in the midst of our prayers, there we can give thanks. And so, one of the things that I sincerely believe a one way that we can grow in our gratitude is by living this verse out. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That word devote is something that we all understand, right? We know what devote means, to, de to devote yourself to something. It means to be earnest, to persevere, and to be diligent. And whatever that is, so whatever, what, so we, we are all devoted to something, and the things that we devote our time and, and effort to, we become good at, right? And, and one of the things that we're calling, this verse calls us to do is to be good at prayer. Because we devote ourselves to that. A couple of weeks ago, I gave a, a silly illustration, but it makes a good point. I had my putter here, and I dropped the golf ball. I said, everyone can putt. And I, I hit the ball off the stage, right? But not everyone can putt well. And I hear some laughs out here. Yesterday, the men's group went out golfing yesterday, and we all putt. Not many of us putted well. <laughs> we can all pray. But not everybody, I would dare say, pray, prays well. 
But when we devote ourselves to it, we get better at it, and we pray, not just asking God for things, but hearing and listening to God, seeing God work in our lives. That is prayer. So, Today, as we talk about being devoted to prayer, I want to just highlight a couple of ways that we can devote ourselves to prayer. What does that look like? How do we devote ourselves to prayer? Because the context is clear in this passage. We are called to devote ourselves to it. But what does that look like, this devotion to prayer? And I would say that there's two ways we can see this. The first is that when we devote ourselves to prayer, to devote ourselves to the spiritual principle of actually making time to pray. Okay? I used a really intentional word there. Making time to pray. Far too often in my life, I have always tried to find time to pray. And we all live busy lives. Can I hear an amen from our college students? Oh, you guys aren't with me. Are you, are you, are you guys busy? Yes. You are, right? Yeah, we, we all are, right? We live crazy, hectic, busy lives. And, and where do we squeeze time in to devote ourselves to prayer? That's a great question. Not just for college students. For everybody here. Right? It's hard. And so what we try to do is we try to find time. But at the end of the day, when you find no time, then we end up not praying. Has that ever happened to you before? (laughs) I only say this because I know it happens to me. And so instead of trying to find time, to make time to pray is completely different. You devote yourself to it. There's the word devotion. So one of the ways we devote ourselves to prayer is not just by, by finding time to engage in the spiritual principle, but to be devoted to it, to make the time to pray. And then the second thing that um, we do when we devote ourselves to prayer is to be persistent in prayer. So what I'd like to do is just put up on to the screen here, um, well, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. Rejoice always, and there it says, pray continuously, right? Pray continually, and then give thanks and in all circumstances. And I love what the next verse, this part of this verse says, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is not some option that you can do or not do, right? This is something that God calls us to do. This is his will. If ever we are to do anything, it ought to be the will of God to seek that. And here, Paul tells us, he tells the church in Corinth, uh, to, in Thessalonica, it's the church, it's, it's the word for us today, to be constant in prayer, continually, to be people who pray. Now, I'm going to put up the, the next uh, slide here. Here's uh, some of the times that this church gathers to pray, okay? Prayer opportunities here at Mission Church. If you can't find the time, then make time for this. And this is what we do. On Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., We gather here in the courtyard, and and we spend some time in prayer. We gather together. And and i got to tell you, this has changed my life. And I'll explain it to you in just a moment in the remainder of my sermon. Center of Hope right out here. uh, We we have a a place that people can go and seek prayer. Uh, Pastor Paul and Pastor Robert man that. So after the service or any time you have a burden, you feel like, oh, I need someone to pray with me. 
The Center of Hope is right outside these doors. And then um, at 9 a.m., uh, uh, Cindy Stockwell and some women, they, they meet in room 203. They, they spend time in prayer, moms in prayer. You, you can look at all the different times, Monday and Tuesday on Zoom, Angie, uh, um, Angie Serrano leads that via Zoom. If you go to our website, there's a link. You hit that link, and it takes you right to that Zoom time and prayer with them. And then we started something new on Wednesdays at 6.30 here in the sanctuary. We pray. And I, I lead that one as well, too. And, um, and that has been refreshing. That prayer time is a time where we don't ask God for anything. Instead, we seek God. And we give him glory. Have you ever tried praying without asking God for anything? It's not easy. Because we're so conditioned to pray. We, we, we begin by saying, dear Lord, thank you for this day. And then we begin with all the things that we want God to do for us. We make it intentional on Wednesday mornings not to do that. But instead, just to glorify God. And it is so refreshing for the soul. I invite you to come. Wednesday evening activities are canceled but not prayer on Wednesday morning. We will still meet here at 6.30 a.m. because prayer takes no vacations, right? <laughs> so come and join us. If you've never been, I will almost guarantee you that you will leave here refreshed and renewed in your spirit. Uh, make the time to pray. That's the first understanding of this devotion, that you, 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 we make the time. And then find time in your own life to pray. Devote yourselves to it. If, if, you're, if you're married, can I, can I encourage you to do something? To pray with your spouse daily? To pray with your spouse daily. Strengthening your relationship together. And, and that's not... Something a lot of married couples do, I've come to find out. It's something that Rochelle and I have done since we were dating in college. And next year, well, we, were, we dated for two years, and then we got engaged. And next year, um, no, we dated for one year, and then got engaged. Yeah, we dated for one year. i got to get this right. We dated for one year, got engaged, and next year we'll be married for 30 years. That's, thank you. I didn't mean for that. What I really want you to clap for <laughs> is this. I have been praying with my wife for 32 years every day. That, <laughs> that, that makes all the difference in the world. And it's been the bedrock and the foundation of our marriage. Husbands and wives, if you have not done that yet, begin today. And make it something that you pass down to your children. Make it a legacy of your marriage to make it strong and healthy with Jesus in the center of it. And if you're married, if you have children, and if your children are with you at home, pray daily with your children. This is the spiritual principle of praying making it something that you're devoted to pray with your children pray for your children pray with your spouse pray for your spouse there's nobody in this world that knows you better than your spouse who can pray for you and you for them 
and take the opportunity also to thank God for them and lift them up to the throne room of heaven and ask the Lord's favor, blessing, grace, and protection over them. What better thing can we do in this world? Be devoted to prayer, number one, the spiritual principle. And then the second principle of being devoted to prayer is the thing that you pray for, constantly take that to prayer. Don't give up, especially and even if what you're praying for sometimes doesn't seem like it's going to happen. You ever, you ever have prayers that, that you constantly pray for and you pray and you pray and it seems like, God, are you listening? There are some big, huge things in life, people that we love and care for, that we pray for often. And, uh, and, and yet our prayers sometimes seems like go unheard. I want you to know they're heard. Every single prayer is heard. And, um, and I want you to know that Jesus even teaches us to be devoted to what it is that we pray for. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus gives us the, the, the Lord's Prayer. It's the, you can call it the Reader's Digest version, because in Matthew, he gives the whole thing, right? But in Luke chapter 11, I have the passage up here for you. It's not the whole one that he gives in Matthew, but it says, Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us and lead us not into temptation. So it's, it's the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> College students, Reader's Digest used to be a little book that... <laughs> I know half of you don't know what that is, right? Yeah? yeah. Okay. Google it. <laughs> right after Jesus gives this teaching... This is what he, sees, he says. And then Jesus said to them, right after this, suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The hour is already, I mean, the door is already locked and my children and I are in bed and I can't get up and give you anything. I mean, you can imagine this is late at night. A friend comes over banging on the door. Hey, give me some bread. And, and they're friends, right? But even in this passage, verse 8 tells us, I tell you, though he will not get up and give the bread because he is his friend, yet. Because of the man's persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. The second devotion to prayer is be devoted to what it is that's so important for you to pray for. Don't give up on what it is. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Be persistent. Be devoted to the spiritual discipline of prayer. And be devoted to praying for the needs that you bring before the Lord. Especially, especially when you pray for the salvation of the people that you know and you love. That, there's, there's, there's there's nothing more important in this world, is there? That the people that we know and that we love come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior because then whatever happens in life, 
we know that they will be with the Lord. There, our physical lives may end on earth, and, and that happens. That's a reality. But the greater reality is that when people that we know and love come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we know as believers of Jesus that they will find salvation in Christ. Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And so, church, in your bulletin, you will find these little prayer cards. We put them in here for a very specific reason. We're intentional here at this church. We want you to write the names of your loved ones, people that you work with, your neighbors, people that you care about, that don't know Jesus. Maybe they don't go to church anywhere. Put their names on here. And what, what, what is it that we ask you to do? Pray for them. Tell them, hey, I'm praying for you. And when you pray for them you, and, and ask them, what can I pray for you about? And then you follow up with that prayer and say, hey, last week I called you and I, and I let you know I was praying for you. How are things going? And you, what you've done is you've engaged them in spiritual conversation. And you know what else you can do then? You can invite them to be a part of your spiritual journey and your spiritual life. Because it's really difficult to just come right out and tell someone and ask someone, hey, you want to go to church with no context, right? But if you've been praying for them and they know that, and God is working through your prayers, and then you follow that with an invitation for them to invite to, to join you in these Advent services that is listed also in your bulletin. Man, I tell you. It's going to be amazing to see God work in the lives of the people you know and you love that you share Christ with because you've been praying for them. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. Now, I know, because I I know most all of you who are here today, I know that you love the Lord and that you pray because we all pray, right? And I know that for a lot of us, we've been praying for family members, to, to do this very thing, to come to know Jesus. Maybe you've received a prayer, a prayer card like that before and you've written names down on it and the names have been for people in your own family. Maybe your children that aren't walking with the Lord. Maybe it's, it's your spouse. Maybe it's your parent. And, and you're just asking God, hey, Lord, hear my prayers for the people that I love that maybe aren't walking with you now. And... Um, and the message that I have for you today from the passage of Scripture from Colossians 4.2 is this. Be devoted to prayer. Keep on praying. Keep that spiritual principle alive and keep on interceding for the people that you love and you care for because God hears every single prayer. Don't give up, even though you may feel like it. And I want the remainder of my message today to be an encouragement to you. Because what I have for you for the remainder of what I'm going to share is my testimony as I live my life in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. To devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. In, on August 4th, 1982, some of you know him, the Reverend Chick Shaver, seminary professor, came to Hawaii and preached when I was in the 7th or 8th grade. 
And I sat in my church service in Honolulu First Church of the Nazarene, listening to this enthusiastic seminary professor preach on knowing Jesus. And uh, that night, I knelt at the altar, and I accepted Christ into my heart, August 4th, 1982. I still remember it. In fact, I wrote that day down in my journal, and I still have that journal. And just about right after that day, since then, I have been praying exactly from what I'm talking about with you today. Praying for my family members, especially my mom and my dad, to come to know Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. And I've prayed fervently that they would know Jesus. And I'm not going to go through all the, the little details of what happened, but there's some big things that happened in my parents' life. To come to know Jesus. And, um, and, and I will tell you that my dad came to know Jesus 17 years after I started praying for him. Now, who, who here is, anybody in here 17 years old? Raise your hand. Anybody 17? No? Anybody been married for 17 years? Anybody? I see it. Any, any? <laughs> if... If, if you're 17 years old or if you've been married for 17 years, that's a good gauge to know how long I, I was praying for my parents to come to know Jesus. In that time, from when I accepted Christ to when my dad uh, accepted Christ, so much happened in my life. I graduated from high school. I went to cooking school and got a degree in culinary arts, came to Point Loma, and graduated from college in business, thinking I was going to start my own restaurant, but then God grabbed a hold of my heart again and changed my idea from what my life calling was from owning my own restaurant, from feeding people's stomachs to feeding people's souls. <laughs> and, and God called me. So I went to seminary and got a degree, a, a MDiv, a Master's of Divinity in seminary, went back to Hawaii and planted a church and got married in that same time and had my first daughter. All of that happened. In those 17 years that I prayed and prayed and prayed for my mom and my dad. And then, in 1999, my dad was dying. He, he was having a physical problem, throwing up and struggling, and, and took him to the emergency room. They admit him into the hospital. And the doctor came and said, Mr. Wong, I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is that your problem is that you have ulcers, and uh, that stopped up you. Uh, we got medicine for that. We can cure your ulcer. But from the blood test that we got from you, I'm sorry to tell you, you have prostate cancer. And my dad's like, wow. And so I met with my dad there, and, and I had already planted the Bridge Church. We, the Bridge Church was about one years old. And I said, this is it. Lord, I'm going to tell my dad about Jesus again, because the whole time I'm telling my dad about Jesus. And I tell my dad, but here's the problem, right? I grew up in a home that wasn't Christian, we didn't, we didn't talk about faith. We didn't talk about uh, forgiveness and repentance and all of those things that, that you and I talk about now. And so when you're trying to speak in a different language but you don't have words for it, it's just impossible. But I could tell my dad about the love of Jesus. And I did. And I, and I said, Dad, and I'm, I'm trying to get to the place where I said, Dad, what's, what's going to happen to your spirit or your soul? What? what and he says, but I, I didn't have words for spirit and soul because we don't talk about those things. 
And the only word I had was heart. So the word was some. Okay, and I think I think I put up here for you. I want to teach you guys some Chinese today. Okay, so everybody say some. Some means your heart. There you go. In Cantonese, heart means some, and that's what it looks like. Doesn't that look like a heart almost? <laughs> my, so my dad, I said, Dad, what happens to your sum? You know, when you're going to be fine, you're not going to die. But when, what happens to it? And so he said, When you die, your your sum dies with you. And he's right. I'm like, oh. And I, I was like, okay, all right, Dad. Never mind. We're good. Let me pray with you, and then I'm going to head on out. So I prayed with my dad, and I left that night. But know this. I've been praying for my dad for 17 years. And every prayer mattered. Because in that hospital room that night, the Holy Spirit met with my dad, and the Holy Spirit said, Mr. Wong, (laughs) Gordon didn't mean to say some heart. He meant to say something else. And... My dad realized, oh, that's it. So when I came back the next day to my dad's hospital room, I walked in. The first thing, Gordon, Gordon, yesterday, I mean, I didn't even get to hug him or not. Yesterday, when you said some, did you mean, and he says this next word, ling one. I'd never heard that word before in my life. But I knew it was the right word. He said, when you said some, did you mean ling one? I said, yeah, Dad, that's what I meant, Ling Wan. What happens to your Ling Wan? He said, I don't know. I said, Dad, mine is going to be with Jesus. Is that where you would want yours to be with too? And he said, yeah, I do. And I said, Dad, can I pray with you for you to accept Jesus into your son so that your Ling Wan can be with him? And he said, yeah. So I began to pray with my dad in Chinese, and he stopped me just as I began. He goes, what's the matter, Dad? He goes, does God understand us right now? I said, (laughs) he does, he does. And can I tell you, one of the greatest joys of my life being a believer, not even a pastor, is that I got the chance to share the gospel with my dad. Praying devoted for 17 years. It grew my gratitude. (laughs) When people that you know and you love come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, you cannot help but for your gratitude to just explode. And mine did. And I was so grateful for it. Now, I'm not going to give you all the details. But I'm going to fast forward another 17 years, okay? And a lot happened in the next 17 years. But in that second 17 years, my dad was in the hospital again, this time with colon cancer. And, um, and he had had the surgery, and I was with him and praying for him. And um, my godmother, okay, I'm going to teach you another Chinese word. I forgot to have you say, everybody say, some, that's heart. Everybody say, ling wan, that's your spirit, your soul. My kaima, that means godmother, okay? Everybody say, kaima. My kaima called me and she said, Gordon, can I come and pray with your dad? 
I was like, please, Kaima, please come. Because I, I don't know how to pray in Chinese with my dad. And she said, Gordon, I'm going to invite ladies from my church to come too. And I said, good. And the, one of the ladies that she invited was Simu. Everybody say Simu. Simu. That's the pastor's wife. And she is a powerful woman of God. Just, mm, she prays for people. And God hears her prayers. So my kaima brings Simu and two other Chinese ladies. And they come, and they're in the room praying over my dad, presenting the gospel to him in a way that he understands. See, I just led him to the Lord. I, I, but he, did, he didn't understand anything else because I couldn't teach him anything. And 17 years had gone by, and I still don't know how to say those important words. And these four ladies, and if you don't mind putting that picture up, these four ladies came and, and told my dad who Jesus was and what he did for him on the cross. And all these amazing things, half of which I was listening and I didn't even understand. And with my dad seeing tears roll down his eyes, we dedicate his heart to Jesus. On that day. So my Kema is the lady on the left in the blue. And Simu is the one in the blue on the right side. And that's my dad in the middle after his surgery. <laughs> and then Simu, after rededicating my dad's life to Jesus, says to my dad, Tomorrow my husband is going to come and we're going to baptize you. Is that okay? And my dad graciously says, Yes. And then she looks over to me and she says, Mr. Wong, your son's a pastor. Gordon, get over here and baptize your dad. (laughs) And I get the great privilege now as a pastor to baptize my dad for the glory of God. I got to tell you, when, when you devote yourselves to prayer and God hears that, the gratitude it, that's where gratitude grows. That's why we've got to be devoted to it. Don't give up and keep doing it. The spiritual principle of being constant in prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Pray continually because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Nine months after my dad accepted the Lord, my dad went to heaven. He passed away from the complications of his cancer. But my gratitude still grows because I know I'm going to see him again. And that's what's so joyous. And I'm so grateful for these beautiful Chinese women who came to my dad's bedside to really tell him about who Jesus is. Ed, that's the rice cake love story continued on. (laughs) But, uh, man... Talk about being, growing your gratitude. But it begins with our devotion to prayer. But the story is not done yet because I've not told you about my mom. My mom, up until this point, still had not accepted Jesus. Um, she always held Jesus at arm's length. She was so happy for me to find my faith. In fact, but honestly, when we first came to know Jesus, me and my brothers and my sister... She, she wasn't all for it because they were Buddhists. And, and she protested against it. But when she seen the difference that Jesus makes in people's lives, this little bratty kid became this amazing son of hers. 
She said that she saw the difference that Jesus made. And so when I became a pastor, she supported me, but she, she never believed. She just kept everything at arm's length. My kaima, the lady that you saw in the picture, had become an advocate for me to talk to my mom and share with my mom. And, um, and, and Kema has been just a blessing. We, we've, we've prayed together for the salvation of my mom. And between the time when I accepted Jesus in 1982 till today, it's 40 years. 40 years of praying. And can I just be honest with you? There have been times when my devotion has waned. Because 40 years is a long time. Who in here is 40 years old? Brian, put down your hand. <laughs> Anybody been married for 40 years? I just want to give you a context of what that time looks like and feels like. 40 years, people, that I was praying. And, and, and yet, so I, I, I stopped praying daily, you know. But I was still devoted to it. And you know what I'm so grateful for? I'll tell you. I'm grateful for the opportunities where the people of God gather to pray. Because on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., when we gather to pray, Heather has put together the prayer list and all the things that we pray for. And when she did that, on the very front of it, after we acknowledge God's goodness in our lives, we pray for our families. Can you put that slide up, please, that shows... It's hard to see, but this is Matthew 7, 7 and 8. It's that ask and you shall receive passage. And this is pray for your family. Pray for your children. And I do. Pray for your spouse. And I do. And then pray for your parents. And I do. And kneeling here on Sunday mornings, at least weekly, I would lift my mom up to the Lord. Till this very day, day, this morning, I was here lifting her in prayer. And you know, it's so easy to, to, to not be devoted much after 40 years. But when you devote yourselves to prayer and these things pop up, it keeps you connected. And last Tuesday, on November 8th, I got a phone call from my K-Ma and it was on an answering machine. And with great joy in her voice, she says, Gordon, Gordon, today your mom accepted Jesus into her heart and we baptized her in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And I got all of that on video. I'm going to send it to you. And I'm listening to this answering machine message going, really? Can this be that after 40 years of being devoted to prayer that God does this. And so I open up the phone and I find this video and I watch it. And at the end of the video, I want to show you what my mom said to me. Do you have that video there?
my gratitude for the grace of God to save my mom is more than I can say. Now, I know that this is not the end story for everyone. I talked about that in Sunday school. But here's the good news. The story still continues if you're going through that. If you're in the journey of, of praying and, and, and the answer's still not come yet, be devoted. Keep on praying. And be devoted for what you're praying for, especially for loved ones to come to know Jesus. Because God is still at work. And if there was ever a person in this world that I thought, man, they would, oh, it's so, they're so far from Jesus, it would be my mom. And she said in that video, So repeat after me, okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she said, I believe in Jesus, son. And then she said, Jesus is in my heart. Oh. Now, I know that many of you are in that journey of prayer. And so am I, because my prayer life is not done yet. There's people in my family that still need to come back to Jesus. And so as we close our service today, I'd love for all of us, would you stand with me? If you can, could you stand with me? I'm going to step down here on the, uh, the floor here. And I'd like to pray with anyone and pray for anyone who's on that journey of a loved one. Could be your parents, could be your children, could be your spouse or your siblings or your neighbor or your coworker or anybody that you love and care for that you're still asking, Lord Jesus, would by the grace of God, would, 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 would the message of salvation penetrate their hearts? Would they come back and come near. And if, if that's you, and you're on that journey, I'd like for you to stand here, because I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to join you in prayer. And we're going to sing this great old hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, because God's faithfulness surely is great. And when we get done singing, for those that are standing around, I will close in a word of prayer with you and for you. And then we're going to have our benediction. And the message really today is that we grow our gratitude when we are devoted in prayer and we see God at work. And He does. God's still working. He's still working. I believe it. Do you? Come join me. But just extend your hand out and join all those who have gathered here as we devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Father in heaven, hear our prayers today. Each person here represents someone in their lives, Lord God, that you know and that you love. And right now, we are lifting these people up into the throne room of heaven, Lord God, as we pray for them. You know them. You love them. 
You have heard our prayers and continue to hear our prayers. And you are faithful. And you are working on our behalf. Whether it's 17 years or 40 years or more, God, you are still at work. And no prayer that is offered goes astray. I pray, Father in heaven, that as we gather here today, that you would recommit our lives, Lord God, to seeking you first above all things, Lord God. To be devoted to you. To be devoted to our desire to know you and love you and hear from you and seek you and see you. And when we do, dear God, and when we pray, Father in heaven, we know that you hear us and that you answer us. And it says that when we're devoted to prayer, we should be watchful. And when we're on the eyes of our hearts are open to see you at work, Lord God, may our gratitude grow in this relationship that we have with you. That that is growing. And Lord God, when we intercede for loved ones to know you as their Lord and Savior, I pray, Lord God, that those who planted the seeds you would bless. And that seed that is planted would grow. And those who water it, Lord God, would water well. And may your Holy Spirit be at work in the prayers that we offer up to those that we love and care for. And sometimes, Lord God, I pray that you give us the opportunity to be those harvesters that redeem lives back for you. But if it's not us, send workers into the harvest field. You tell us. Pray for that. So we pray right now, Lord God. And like Isaiah prayed, send me, Lord God. Send us. Father, may Mission Church be a church where we see you powerfully at work in the midst of our prayers because we've been making time to pray. We are diligently praying. We're devoted to prayer. And we see the world change. We see the eternity change for those that we love and care for. Hallelujah. And may we hear from those that we've been praying for. I believe in Jesus. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayers. Lord, burden us to continue to pray that those that we love would know you soon. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay right here.